Let's do this. Kaylee Chella reporting with today's top stories. Aretha Franklin, the undisputed queen of soul who sang with matchless style on such classics as Think, I Say a Little Prayer, and her signature song Respect, and stood as a cultural icon around the globe, has died at age 76 from pancreatic cancer. She died Thursday at 9.50 a.m. at her home in Detroit. The family said, quote, In one of the darkest moments of our lives, we are not able to find the appropriate words to express the pain in our hearts. We have lost the matriarch and rock of our family. The love she had for her children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, and cousins knew no bounds. The statement continued, quote, We have been deeply touched by the incredible outpouring of love and support we have received from close friends, supporters, and fans all around the world. Thank you for your compassion and prayers. We have felt your love for Aretha, and it brings us comfort to know that her legacy will live on. As we grieve, we ask that you respect our privacy during this difficult time. Funeral arrangements will be announced in the coming days. The number of overdose victims linked to a suspected bad batch of synthetic marijuana has risen to 76 in New Haven, Connecticut, as officials try to determine exactly what second people. People on and around the historic New Haven Green near Yale University began falling ill shortly after 9 a.m. Wednesday, and the overdoses continued into Thursday morning. Fortunately, no deaths were reported, and most people brought to hospitals have been discharged. Symptoms varied. Many victims lost consciousness, officials said. Others vomited. Some just became nauseous or lethargic. City officials said police officers, firefighters, and emergency medical personnel will staff a command post on the green for the time being, and social workers and private health outreach workers will be on hand. Toxicology testing remained incomplete on Thursday. Some victims tested positive for the powerful opioid fentanyl, but it appeared most, if not all, the overdoses were caused by only a potent batch of a K2 synthetic marijuana. Officials said three people have been arrested in connection with the overdoses, including a man who may have been giving out free samples of the drug. Newspapers from Maine to Hawaii to Arizona pushed back against President Trump's attacks on fake news Thursday with a coordinated series of editorials speaking up for a free and vigorous press. And not surprisingly, Trump didn't take it silently. The Boston Globe, which set the campaign in motion by urging the unified voice, had estimated that some 350 newspapers would participate. And they did, across the breadth of the country. The Portland, Maine Press Herald said a free and independent press is the best defense against tyranny, while the Honolulu Star Advertiser emphasized democracy's need for a free press. The Des Moines Register in Iowa wrote, quote, the true enemies of the people and democracy are those who try to suffocate truth by vilifying and demonizing the messenger. In St. Louis, the Post-Dispatch called journalists, quote-unquote, the truest of patriots. The Chicago Sun-Times said it believed most Americans know that Trump is talking nonsense. The Fayetteville Observer said it hoped Trump would stop, but, quote-unquote, we're not holding our breath. Rather, quote, we all hope the president's supporters will recognize what he's doing, manipulating reality to get what he wants, the North Carolina newspaper said. On Thursday morning, Trump took to Twitter to denounce the effort, saying the Globe was in collusion with the other newspapers. He wrote, quote, the fake news media is the opposition party. It is very bad for our great country, but we are winning. Paul Manafort's defense rested its case Tuesday without calling any witnesses in the former Trump campaign chairman's tax evasion and bank fraud trial. Manafort himself chose not to testify. 
The decision not to call witnesses clears the way for the jury to hear closing arguments in the first trial to emerge from special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. Those arguments are scheduled for Wednesday morning. Manafort is accused of hiding millions of dollars in income he received advising Ukrainian politicians. The defense has tried to blame Manafort's financial mistakes on his former deputy, Rick Gates. Defense attorneys have called Gates a liar, philanderer, and embezzler as they've sought to undermine his testimony. Manafort's decision not to testify and not to call witnesses was announced by his attorney, Kevin Downing, before the jury on Tuesday afternoon. The announcement came after a more than two-hour hearing that was closed to the public. The judge has not given any explanation for the sealed proceeding, only noting that a transcript of it would become public after Manafort's case concludes. That's it for me. For more news and breaking stories, follow us on Twitter at Anchor. That's at A-N-C-H-O-R. Kaylee Chella, checking out.